This is your no bullshit guide to a happier life. Quick, but not necessarily easy tips to help you to squeeze every last drop of enjoyment out of your business and your life. My name is Helen Calvert. I'm a coach, a business owner, and a parent, and I'm so happy to be here with you. I do swear occasionally, as the title suggests, so pop in your headphones if I'm not safe for little ears. Ready to go? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to this episode where we're going to be talking about being our own lover. So this is all part of our deep dive into our relationship with ourselves. And today it's about our intimate relationship with ourselves. So we've talked about sex before in episode 14, and we've talked about pleasure as a tool for our well-being in episode 38. And I always say that when I'm talking about sex, I'm encompassing sex with ourselves. You know, if, if I'm talking about sex, it definitely does not have to mean interaction with a partner. And I don't particularly like using words like masturbation or any of the slang terms for our relationship with ourselves, because I feel as though they're bound up with a lot of shame in some ways, um, with a lot of kind of giggly nonsense in other ways. <laughs> And also, it just seems like a pointless delineation to me, because as we're going to discuss today, our sex lives, they start with ourselves. They're mainly, you know, about our relationship with ourselves. And to talk about sex with ourselves, though, it's somehow a separate thing. Just no, that doesn't that doesn't work for me. (laughs) So if ever I'm talking about sex, I'm talking about anything we do sexually and intimately. So we're going to look more at that today in terms of our relationship with ourselves as our own lover, because it is a huge part of our relationship with us. We can't talk about the relationship we have with ourselves from all different angles if we don't look at this and our sensual relationship with ourselves, because it's so important in the same way that our intimate relationships with other people are an important part of the relationships we have with the outside world. So I'm going to start by saying that when I was growing up, and I'm sure this is the same now, I'm sure it's been the same for millennia, the concept of losing one's virginity, that was the thing, wasn't it? There was pre- losing your virginity and post losing your virginity. And that was the big thing. That was the watershed. That was the big change. That was the whole thing. When did you do it? You know, when did it happen? When will it happen? How old were you? And now, now I'm much older (laughs) and can look back on all of this, I realise that that is so not the thing. (laughs) It's a step on our sexual journey. Of course it is, but it's not the thing. Our sex lives start with ourselves. They start not when somebody else is brought into the equation, but they start when we begin to learn what feels pleasurable, what feels sensual. And that can happen at a very young age. That's when it begins. How does our body respond to different stimulus? What kinds of things does our mind enjoy? And then, of course, there's our first orgasm, which... Not all of us have alone, but a lot of us have alone. And finding out 
how we can make ourselves feel good. That's far, far more the beginning of our sexual journey than the moment when somebody else gets involved. Now, we're going to have our mindset block alert fairly early on today, because of course, if the idea of having any kind of sex life with yourself was treated as shameful when you were younger, then your relationship with yourself stalled before it began, really. And this can explain so many different um, issues that we have. Because if the idea of knowing ourselves intimately and sensually was a problem, then it's like a door was closed on a massive part of the relationship we have with ourselves. And that's something that probably needs to be considered and looked at when we think about how we feel about those things now, um, how we feel about ourselves in general, and how much of a lover we can be to ourselves. But how can we invite others onto our sensual journey if we don't realise that the journey is ours? If we don't recognise that it's our sensual and sexual journey, and that then we can invite other people to join us in that, how do we know who to invite? If we don't understand our intimate relationship with ourselves, it can be very difficult to know who to ask to join us in that relationship if we want somebody else to join in. And of course, the other important question is, if we do want somebody else to join in, and you know that person is someone that we care about and we'd like them to enjoy themselves and and we'd like to meet their needs it's very difficult to do that if we don't understand how to meet our own sexual needs it's very difficult to fully appreciate another person's sexuality if we're not comfortable with our own you know true intimacy when somebody can bring to you their thoughts their desires their concerns their needs the reality of their sexual journey, not the surface level, what we all think we should be talking about. If someone is going to bring all of that to you, and that's, you know, that's true intimacy, it's very hard to receive that fully and curiously and with a desire to get involved if we haven't embraced all of those things in ourselves. It can be quite confronting and concerning and, and difficult and it can make us feel as though we don't want to be particularly open. And of course, that's all very difficult if we're trying to have an intimate relationship. And on the flip side, another person cannot fully meet our needs or appreciate who we are sexually if we don't really know what those needs are or if we don't appreciate ourselves in that way. You know, if we don't really understand and love ourselves for all that we are in sensual terms. So it's important to, it's vitally important to have a good sexual relationship with ourselves for our own benefit. And it's also important if we want to have good sexual relationships with other people. So getting to know our sexuality, and when I say sexuality, I don't just mean 
who you like, you know, are we gay, are we straight, that kind of thing. I mean our our individual sexual makeup, and that is different for every single person. So it's questions like, what turns us on? And I don't mean what we think should turn us on, because <laughs> we all... We all have these stories, don't we, about, oh, men like this and women like that, or this kind of person enjoys this, and I, I can't be that type of person. Putting all that nonsense aside, what actually turns us on? What is it actually that flips that switch in our body so that our body says, oh, yep, I want this, I'm ready for this now, yes, please. It could be so many different things. It could be things that you think are silly. It could be things that you think are shameful. It could be things that you think are bizarre. Or it could be totally mainstream things that everybody talks about. It really doesn't matter. It's knowing it and understanding it and accepting it to the point where you can then share it should you wish to. What do we need in order to feel sensual? And again, there's no judgment here. This could be anything. So many people feel as though they're supposed to just like go from naught to 60 in no time at all just because they've been confronted with the thing that supposedly is their turn on when they were in the middle of something else, <laughs> you know, their mind was elsewhere, they're stressed, whatever it might be. What do we actually need in order to even be in a sensual headspace, you know, before we get to that point of feeling really turned on? And again, that's something that it's so much easier to explore and really think about by ourselves and understand for ourselves before we start sharing that with other people and understanding that we can be comfortable sharing that with other people. There are so many funny little ways that our brains work and it's not all bubble baths and rose petals on the bed. I mean, I'd be thinking about the mess that that would make on the sheets and that would really not help me. <laughs> but it could be all kinds of different things, some not even related to sex in some ways, you know. I'm not, I'm not going to give you any kind of ideas here because it's so individual, but you will know what those things are for yourself. And it's embracing those and understanding them. And what stories are we telling ourselves about our sexuality and really looking at those and asking ourselves if those stories are helpful and if they're helpful for, you know, making our sensual journey a happy one. The great thing about being our own lover is that we can ignore any worries we might have about our appearance our desires, our kinks, our needs. You know, I would love it if nobody had any concerns about those things. But in reality, a lot of us do. But when it's just us loving ourselves, we can put all that aside because it's us. We can love how we look. We can love what we like. It, it doesn't matter what anybody else might think. It's us loving ourselves. And only we can know how to be the best lover that we've ever had. And no one else can come close unless we really understand how to be that for ourselves. Because as much as we would love it if this were true, people are not actually mind readers. <laughs> so you can have the greatest relationship, but if you can't communicate what's going on inside you, inside your mind and body, 
then another person can only get so far in fulfilling those needs. And of course, we don't have to have other people involved at all. And like everything we talk about, you know, when we talk about self-care and having our own back and being our own best friend, if you are your own best lover, you will have your best lover with you for the whole of your life. Well, that's pretty good, isn't it? (laughs) And then anything else is a bonus. Intimacy is a deep personal connection, true intimacy with another person. And I really feel as though we are so much more likely to experience that if we understand how to be truly intimate with ourselves, deeply connected, deeply accepting, deeply interested in meeting our own needs and excited to take ourselves to new pleasurable heights, whatever it may be, but deeply connected to ourselves can make such a difference to everything in our lives, not just sexually. It can be amazing for our confidence and our self-respect and our self-assurance. It's something that I feel is often missing in discussions about all kinds of elements of self-care and self-esteem. But it's so important to be able to be intimate with ourselves. And no one else can bring joy to our sex lives until we can bring that to us. So, as I say, it's far too personal a topic for me to give you hints and tips and ideas because we are so varied in our experience and in what delights us. But I would urge you to think about those questions. What actually genuinely turns you on? What do you actually need in order to be in a sensual headspace? And what stories have you been telling yourself about all of those things? Because they are just stories. They may be stories that someone else told you, rules you were given in childhood, ideas that came from the TV, but they're just stories. And are they serving you? I'm going to put a link in the show notes to Ruth Ramsey, who is an intimacy coach, because if you would like to work on this more, but you have no earthly idea where to start, she is an expert and she can definitely help you to explore your sexual journey with yourself and with others. So I will put her details in the show notes. But until next time, Please be excessively kind to yourself as your own best lover. And let's squeeze every last drop of enjoyment out of our sex lives. Speak to you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Did you know that my first book is now available to purchase online? Check out the show notes for details of how to get your hands on a copy. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave me a review and don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are up. If you would like to work with me one-to-one or follow more of my content, you can find out how in the show notes. See you next time.